your host, Carolyn Farnham. I'm your other host, Adam Chisholm. And we want to take this moment to remind you that there are, in fact, still laws when you're drinking claws. We have a very exciting episode for you today. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about love and how wonderful it is. And this week, we are talking about love and how toxic it can be. We have a wonderful guest for you. She is a dog mom to several furry children and a human mom to one very, very cute human baby, Dina. Dina, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Dina. You hear this voice? That's who it is. (laughs) (laughs) Stellar. Amazing. (laughs) A professional over here, guys. Oh, yes. You're not listening to the podcast and that voice creeps into your life somehow. Don't jump. Don't be scared. It's just Dina. I just hope it's, you know, just as you're falling asleep. Um, we've had the absolute pleasure of knowing Dina since high school and one of the wonderful things about this podcast is definitely reconnecting and kind of touching base again with a lot of our older friends so welcome Dina we're super happy to have you and so let's jump in Um, so today we are talking about the worst fictional couples we used our Facebook post as always to determine the seating of the bracket and we are judging on the following three criteria this week level of toxicity the lack of chemistry, and as always, the ever-important aesthetics. Let's jump into the seeding reveal. Adam. Yes, coming in at seed number eight is Ted and Robin from How I Met Your Mother. Number seven, Anastasia Steele and Christian Grey from Fifty Shades of Grey. Number six is Daenerys and John from Game of Thrones. Five, Anakin Skywalker and Padme Amidala, Star Wars. Four is Rory and everyone from the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Number three, Ross and Rachel from Friends. Number two is Bella and Edward from Twilight. And number one, Cersei and Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones. We are going to jump right into the first matchup. I, honestly, all of these matchups are really great. I'm probably mm-hmm. most excited for the last one, but this first one's pretty good. We have Cersei and Jamie versus Ted and Robin. Uh, Dina, do you want to start this one off? I would say Cersei and Jamie probably win just because of overall how terrible they are as <laughs> human beings. Um, they have no redeeming qualities. When Jamie was given something redemptive, uh, how do you say, I can't say it, redemptive. A redemption arc. Yeah, he just, you know, completely threw it away. Uh, while Ted and Robin, they're annoying. They're not awful humans. So Mm. I'm going to have to give it to them. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Ted and Robin are very obnoxious. uh, (laughs) And just both of these are just a masterclass in bad storytelling. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's just... 100%. It's actually, they're, they're very similar in the way where it's like for this entire series, you're like, oh, who are they going to end up with? And then it's just the worst option at the end. Um, <laughs> they just fall right back into, uh, you know, what they knew and what right. comfortable with. Exactly. I think Ted and Robin have more of a lack of chemistry. So I, that's a weird way to say that. I think Cersei yeah. and Jamie have better chemistry, but that's Which just because they're it's terrifying. <laughs> but <laughs> they, they have better chemistry because they're twins. So, I mean, mm. technically, 
I don't think that it's not romantic chemistry. It's just, they, they mesh so well as people gross. I don't hate, I hate the way that I, that I just said that. Um, <laughs> no, that actually makes sense because Cersei is so narcissistic. It would be like, she's falling in love with herself. So right. That oh, yeah. actually makes sense on like another level. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, aesthetics wise. I mean, we'll go back to what we talked about with Marco with the, uh, you know, the golden lion. I mean, they have great aesthetics. Um, but then toxicity is off the charts, off the charts. with Jamie and Cersei. It's in it's insane how toxic of a relationship they have. They only um, murdered people to keep it quiet. What else? That's you know? fair. Yeah. That's yeah. couple goals. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing brings you together quite exactly. like murder. plotting to murder. Yeah. Quite like killing people so Daddy doesn't find out. Um, yes. oh god daddy <laughs> issues <laughs> <laughs> um i think uh one of our our friends definitely said that we should talk about uh tv shows with like the worst endings and these two are big contenders for like the two worst endings in more long arcing tv series mm-hmm. yes. um i'm a cersei stan I will admit it. I love that bitch. She is toxic <laughs> in the exact kind of way that I'm like, yes. Um, Don Run. Co- <laughs> Don Run. <yeah. laughs> um, but yeah, no, they're. Ted and Robin are an awful couple. They do not work together at all. The whole point of like the first however many seasons of the show were that they did not work as a couple at all. And the fact mm-hmm. that they ended up together is a giant slap in the face for everyone that watched How I Met Your Mother. Cersei and Jamie just take this because it's incestuous, disgusting, horrible shit. Like they, in the first episode in which we are introduced to them, Jamie pushes a child out of a window, making him use a wheelchair for the rest of his life, just because he's like, oh, maybe this will kill him. Like that's, <laughs> that's the first scene. It was, it was the skill off the, the sheer, like what he would do like there is no mm-hmm. bounds for his love for her of what he would be willing to do to like keep that together. Yeah, yeah. but it he just, literally like, says uh, the things we do for love, right? And then he shoves yeah. Bran out the window. Right. Yep. It's fine. He's king. It's cool. It's cool. Don't it's just you know when he oh. got with Brienne, he was this close to being like, oh, you're actually a character in a person that like is really, but yeah, yeah. And it's it's not so much that it's like oh they're they're so close to like finishing his redemption and then they you know they go back on they um they pull it out right before like he was at that point fully redeemed the episode before the battle of um oh god what's the uh winter winterfell winterfell yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. the 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 second episode of the last season where they do you know knighting brienne and all that like that that was perfect that was the end of his arc he was there it was done nothing else needed to happen but then they're like yeah but no let's bring it back yeah no just yeah. kidding <laughs> yeah it, it, it's ridiculous but um my my official vote for this is cersei and jamie just because of the overwhelming toxicity yeah yes mm-hmm. agreed yeah. so uh, they gotta take it on but poo poo on you Ted and robin you also suck all right so moving on uh the ever contentious uh number five seed uh anakin and padme versus the number four seed rory in the world <laughs> I love that it's literally just everyone. everyone she's ever dated. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and start this by saying I have watched Gilmore Girls, sort of, 
Uh, my wife watches it and I kind of watched it in the background. So I understand some of it, but not all of it. And that's going to be a, uh, a running theme with the last three uh, matchups in, in the first round. There's one that I don't know anything about at least. Um, but something I do know a lot about that be the Star Wars. Um <laughs> <laughs> Anakin and Padme, the the cliche, holy shit, what an awful couple until Rey and Kylo kissed. Um, I just think be, between the two of them, there were so many tears and so much whining mm-hmm. that it was hard to even know who they were as a couple. Yeah. Because it was yeah. just despair the entire time. <laughs> the writing in the prequels is so, so bad um, <laughs> that it just it's impossible to really know. Like they could have decent chemistry if you just find a way to cut through the weeds of it all. Um, no, no, I'm going to go ahead and disagree. <laughs> like I'm thinking, I'm, I'm thinking of that scene on Naboo when Anakin is talking about sand mm-hmm, and he yep. touches her back uh-huh. and he touches her back in the most awkward it's horrible way and it's just like like (laughs) there are there are ways that like a small touch can be extremely erotic see bridgerton right Mm -hmm. like a hand touch can be or like any lesbian film ever a single hand touch oh chills for days (laughs) he touches her back and i actually like i remember being in the theater as like a child and seeing that and being like that no (laughs) like even when i rewatched all of the movies recently for the star wars episode i saw that scene and i was like this makes me want to throw up a little bit they had no physical Mm. chemistry they had no emotional chemistry i do not know how like these two actors like got casted when the love story is supposed to be like the central theme Mm. of especially the second and third movies and it's nothing. It's a barren landscape. It's like walking in the middle of the Sahara Desert and having to eat your Crocs to stay alive. Fun fact, mm. Crocs are edible. It's <laughs> like, it, it, it's terrible. It is terrible. Yeah, a lot of Crocs. <laughs> in I, a pinch. <laughs> I totally agree with that because the selling point was supposed to be that their love was so great and so epic that she was willing to give up, literally give up on life and leave her twins to fend for themselves over this great love that she had and it was like so when that decision happens it's like for him for 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 this guy (laughs) (laughs) daddy kenobi sitting right there daddy one kenobi is (laughs) right there have a beard (laughs) like what's happening (laughs) yeah no carolyn you brought up a good point though i did forget about that time that anakin touched her like a politician touches any woman he's ever met. Um, <gasps> this is flesh. <laughs> like, he kind of yeah. touched her like he's never, you know. Yeah, it, it is. No, you're absolutely right. But, um, oh, God, yeah. <laughs> uh. um, but speaking of Rory and everyone, I will say there are relationships Rory has that have chemistry. There's tons of them oh, that definitely. are just toxic. But there, there's definitely, like, she has chemistry with some of her boyfriends, not all of them, but like mm-hmm. I, like Dean played by baby Sam Jerry. Winchester. Yeah, <laughs> baby Sam Winchester, that's all I know. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like they had pretty good chemistry like they were not a good couple in any way but like there were moments that were you know kind of sweet and kind of nice um R rory i think is just a really terrible character alexis bladell does what she can with the character yes. but it's just not that great especially like in the reboot when she like with paul the man yeah cheat on his wife like that's just gross oh, so because yeah. with the rory conversation there's always there's the three main and everyone has their person and i'll say right off the bat my person is just it was probably one of her most toxic relationships but with chemistry wise her and just knock it out of the park every time in my opinion um but as a yeah she just never learns from her mistakes so by the time we get to the reboot and she's in her 30s she not only has a boyfriend who she keeps forgetting about exists <laughs> at all she like spends the entire series like oh my god I have a boyfriend I need to break up with him and just forgets to even do that until he confesses his love and then she's like yeah no peace out and then <laughs> while she's also hooking up with someone who is you know married to someone else and ends up becoming pregnant so it just I think what hers it's context of she just never learns yeah um, and uh each each boyfriend too provides um toxicity from a different direction yeah and yeah it just uh it's unfortunate yeah yeah for such a There's smart just, woman yeah well yeah, it's debatable. <laughs> <laughs> like I said before, I can't really speak too much to Rory, uh, not actually fully watching the show, and I can't. So the thing with Gilmore Girls, because it was a comfort sh show for me, especially when I was younger, and I've watched it a couple of times as an adult, mm -hmm. and it still is, but it's one of those things where you have to admit that everyone involved, the two main characters, are very unlikable. They're yeah. not relatable. They're very annoying. They're very entitled. <laughs> <laughs> They're very entitled. But, you know, there's something about it that obviously it's still endeared this whole time for a reason. Mostly Emily. But, you know, yeah. <laughs> when it comes to especially their romantic relationships, they're, it's, it's awful. Yeah. Uh, let's go official votes. Dina? Um, just for this one, I think I'm going to go Anna, uh, Anakin and Padme just because it's more concise. Mm -hmm and you know singular yeah we, we can acknowledge Rory sucks and yeah all her yeah relationships <laughs> did, but, and that's I'm good enough for you know it's good yeah. enough for me as long yeah. as we talked about it there was yeah. one relationship that I did want to get on this list because I really wanted to talk about it but we'll just have to wait till October to talk about how bad Nightmare Before Christmas is anyways um <laughs> you're, you're gonna piss off a lot of people yep. yeah. oh yeah no I'm excited I'm ready for it but Carolyn your vote Oh, Anakin and Padme, just yeah. from that back touch, this whole... Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was going to vote for the, for the two of them as well, um, but I didn't want to be the one voting because I can't really vote for Rory and everyone because I don't know it that well. Speaking of things I don't know that well, let's move on to the one with friends that I've never watched. Um, Ross and Rachel uh, versus Daenerys Targaryen and Jon Snow. Carolyn? Uh, so I definitely agree with what Miranda said on our Facebook poll, which was I would rather watch paint dry than any scene with Daenerys and John. <laughs> they have no chemistry at all. Um, and it's, again, that's just like not the actor's faults. Like mm. it just like both of them were really committed to the roles and did a great job individually. Honestly, that show just like really shat the bed at that point. So yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of like the writer and the directors that did it. Um, 
I am actually though leaning more towards Ross and Rachel because it is such a toxic relationship. And I know that like both of you said, like you're not super familiar with friends. There's, you know, obviously the infamous, um, like we were on a break situation, which is contentious at best, but also just like by the end of the series, Rachel has grown as a person. She has a job she really loves. She got a job offer in Paris. She was going to do it. She was very committed to being a good mom and being a good friend. And like, she, she went from kind of like this vapid rich girl to someone with substance by the end of the show. Ross remained awful. Like he just remained awful throughout the show. There's like a few episodes where he's likable. Like he teaches Phoebe to ride a bike in an episode. And that's like a very cute moment. But he has another child by his wife, his his first wife and never like Ben is in like the first couple seasons then we never see him again he's extremely sexist he is not a supportive partner like when Rachel gets a job and when Rachel tries to be independent all he does is feel threatened by the fact that she has like cute male co-workers like it's it he's incredibly toxic um and at the end of the show what happens is spoiler alert it's been out for like you know forever but spoiler um Rachel gets off the plane to say no to her dream job that she said yes to in Paris to get off the plane and be with him. So she, it's, it's just this moment that's just like so anti-feminist that like even now I just like cringe watching it because I'm like, she deserved Paris. She deserved to go and like live her life and be independent and like have this world. But instead she's with this like gaslighting asshole. No. Mm. So I just think the toxicity and the fact that Ross held her back so much Sure, they have chemistry, especially in the early seasons. Like they have episodes that are really cute, but it's so toxic. And honestly, they're not good together aesthetically either. Um, so I just, I, I can't, I, can't I, I have to say they're like one of my least favorite couples on television. So mm. I, I'm leaning more towards them. With Daenerys and John, is it toxic? Yes, they're related, albeit a little bit distantly, I think. No, no, no. It's aunt and aunt nephew. And nephew. Aunt yeah. and nephew, yeah. Never mind. It's not like eighth cousin twice <laughs> yeah. removed or something. It's, it, it, it's not like Aragorn and uh, and what's your face, like, where they're like, it's like Arwen. 19 generations. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah. You. <laughs> I definitely... uh, listen, I think about her as much as Tolkien did. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I forgot her name. <laughs> so to, to stick with the paint analogy for Daenerys and John, I definitely felt like at that moment, they were throwing paint at the wall to see what stuck and mm-hmm. we're just trying yeah. to get anything. So as far as like flushed out couples, they just, you know, they weren't, there was no time for that. Plus they were kind of shoehorned together. So, yeah. But, so, but with Ross and Rachel, I just hearing you kind of wrap that up in synapses, like you said, I knew the whole, um, we were on a break and that's when I believe he um, got someone else pregnant no uh so when that happened so they like had a huge fight and, sh- and Rachel was like I need a break and Ross went out to a bar to kind of like drink away his troubles and he just slept with the the waitress oh okay okay I, I for some reason I always thought that that was how his child had came about was during that period but um they that kills me whenever they give especially the woman that choice to go to her dream job and she chooses not why can't she have it both or why mm-hmm. can't yeah. she go and do that job and then mm-hmm. make her decision? It's always. Or why can't so, he like, give up? Why can't he give up something from his life? Exactly. He, why does he it always ban- have to be sacrificed on the woman's part? Yeah, yeah, Listen. it's so frustrating. But to, just to jump on from what Dina was saying, with like the there was no time for it aspect. I think with Daenerys and John, I do think that if 
the fucking writers had taken their goddamn time on the last two seasons because HBO offered them, I think, seven or six or something. It's like Mm -hmm. an insane number of seasons to wrap up Loose Ends. And instead they were like, we'll do it in one. Um, Half a season, (laughs) one half season. Because they were getting their own Star Wars trilogy and they wanted to get done with this. And then they lost Mm -hmm. that Star Wars trilogy because they fucked up so bad. That's me me as Emperor Palpatine. They, but they're they're laughing with all of their money right now, so it's fine. I know. Well, <laughs> eat the rich. Yeah. Uh, but with Daenerys and John, if, if we had had like two seasons to really see their you know story develop and their love develop, I think there it, it, it never would have been my favorite couple. But I think mm-hmm. I would have been like, okay, like I get it. Right. Ross and Rachel had ten seasons, and I don't get it. And yeah. I think that's kind of like the big difference for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, from how you've explained Ross and Rachel to me, uh, that is my official vote because that sounds terrifying. While mm. Danny and John are boring, they could have at least been something if it wasn't for just bad show running. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so Ross and Rachel will be my official vote. Mine too. I'm confident that Carol is not leading us astray in mm-hmm. <laughs> breaking that couple down. Wait, hold on. I've fallen into the strap before. <laughs> <laughs> No, it's it's a it's a bad couple yeah so far we are all on the same page um this next one's gonna be fun i can't wait to yell mm-hmm. about bella and edward yeah <laughs> <I'm so excited>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> funnily enough uh bella and edward versus fanfic bella and edward anastasia yeah. Steele and christian gray versus <laughs> bella and edward from twilight um I have watched none of both of these things. I know a lot about Bella and Edward's relationship, but that's just because I'm best friends with Carolyn and Miranda who talk about it at nauseum. (laughs) (laughs) So I am going into this. I think I know who my vote is, but I'll let you two try to convince me either. Yeah, one way or the other. Well, I feel like we should talk about Bella and Edward first because that gives us the foundation to talk about the, you know, fanfic side of it with Anastasia and Gray. Um, Edward, as we all know, when we, you guys have probably talked about, is the king of gaslighting. Mm-hmm. He is a uh, hundred plus years old with the mind of a 17 year old who never grows or matures and what his ideas of relationships are. Part of me always wonders, and I'm not knocking anyone's religion or anyone's faith, how much of the writer's um, Mormon background and kind of her ideas of what men and women serve in a relationship how much that influenced his behavior, so to speak, and how much Bella just kind of goes along with it. <laughs> like, oh, whatever this is my true love says to me, I will do. And uh, yeah, there's- I didn't know that. Just, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's, um, the writer is Mormon. Yeah. It's one of the reasons why there is no sex before uh, marriage. Mm-hmm. There was that, you know, uh, yeah. stuff like that. Um, you can see bits and pieces of it once you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> when she shows up the first day of school in a khaki long, you know, yeah. <laughs> skirt. Um, that's not a typical fashion statement for a high school student. So it is not. Um, he's just the king of gaslighting. And I feel like she tried to cover her tracks with Midnight Sun to be like, listen, he was being this way because he loved her so much. She just wanted to keep her in this bubble and keep her protected and do what was best for her because god forbid she figure that out for herself <laughs> uh, oh boy so <laughs> i 
I joined this podcast for one reason and one reason only. I can quit <laughs> after this episode because holy crap, do I want to talk about Twilight? Listen, <laughs> Twilight, the whole series is garbage and I am but a raccoon. I love it so I much. Know. I roll in it. It's delicious. And I would eat this garbage every day for the rest of my life. Like it is a absolute masterclass in human pain and suffering when you watch those movies and <laughs> stare into the eyes of the actors and stare, especially um, Anna Kendrick and Robert Pattinson, just look into their faces as they do anything in these movies and you will see nothing but pain. They are in hell and I am eating popcorn watching souls in hell. It is amazing. All right, Bella and Edward, so fucking toxic. Let's tick the boxes, shall we? Absolutely, he is gaslighting. Absolutely, he's narcissistic. He also stalks her. Yes. Completely stalks her. And he tries to turn her into like an agoraphobe. He is lying, manipulative, just a horrible, horrible person. And it's painted as romance, which I just can't get over. Can you imagine? Okay, if I was asleep in bed and I woke up and there was a man in the corner of my room, my reaction would not be, he wants to protect me. My reaction would be, this is hilarious because Don has night terrors and sometimes he is in the corner of the room. My reaction (laughs) is and and has been, Jesus fucking Christ, get a knife, get a bat, like let's knock someone's head. Um, (laughs) but it's just like oh my god it's so bad and there's so many moments when you're reading it and you're just like red flag red flag red flag it's like wacky waving inflatable arm tube man doing a little dance with red flags it's like I also just like Bella does not deserve Charlie Charlie's like trying to be a good dad so hard and she's just like I'm a teen I'm an adult and I'm like legally sure but intellectually I will say I Charlie was always my favorite character until he condoned sexual assault with Mm. Jacob (laughs) oh yeah yeah that was the only part I was like no Charlie you're my favorite but I agree she does Mm -hmm. not deserve him when she purposely hurts him this is a side oh. tangent. I'm so sorry. But <laughs> oh, she no, it's true though. Yeah, she purposely hurts him by hitting him with the line of like, this is why mom left. Like she she doesn't deserve the first two books of that Charlie. Yeah. Like and we haven't an even angel. like just another Edward thing. He tries to commit suicide when he thinks that she is dead. And he's so <laughs> dumb, he does not even confirm the information. He's just like, obviously this is true. So I'm gonna go kill myself because I'm a giant fucking moron. Mm. That is classic of like, if you leave me, I'll kill myself because there's nothing good left in this world. Have you ever seen a fucking sunset, my dude? <laughs> a sunset is more interesting than Bella fucking swan. A swan, a bird, a literal swan is more interesting than fucking Bella swan, mostly because they attack you. They're very vicious. Don't go near them, especially when they have babies. <laughs> like Kesu gets a lot of hate too um, with how kind of black she played the character. Because I know that mm-hmm. is a common, like she, that happens in some some of her movies. So I can see why they would think that was, no, that's purely because there's nothing else happening with Bella. Nothing there. There's nothing. The best, <laughs> the best allegory I ever heard was like, Bella is a pair of pants. 
<laughs> she, she is yeah well she is she's just meant to be this like vacuous item of clothing that you like that the reader be and the target reader was you know teenage girls at the time um can just like put herself in so she's meant to be something that has no defining characteristics so that anyone reading it can put themselves in the character and that's why it sold so well you know it was a brilliant marketing strategy but yeah i i agree with you dino like case two should not get the hate that she gets because she played bella the way bella was written yes. um yeah, I love that scene when she walks to the science classroom and Edward smells her and poor Arpads had to like, just like, <laughs> like sell that. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> he, uh, just, I have to say, I love him more and more as a, per like a real person because yeah. he, his like just total disdain for having to have been a part of that even while he was actively doing it is just amazing to watch because I do think it comes across like, oh, he's so tortured. It's like, you know, like he really is. Yes. Yeah. Like, he's literally being tortured. Being a part of this. And um, he made it very clear. I love, yeah. I love that he said, um, if the Batman flops, he would do porn. Uh, he's like, there's nothing else I can do. Just do porn. And then shockingly, Ben Shapiro doesn't like the Batman. Coincidence? I think not. We see right through what you're trying to do, Ben Shapiro. Absolutely. <laughs> but we should talk about Anastasia and um, Christian for a little bit. Um, so obviously there's no Anastasia and Christian without Bell and Edward. It did start as a fan fiction. Um, there's a lot of deep, 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 deep problems with Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, it is definitely not an accurate portrayal of the BDSM community. And I know a lot of people were very upset about how that was portrayed because like the big thing, if you ever, you know, are involved in any kind of kink is consent and like yes. boundary setting and ensuring that everybody in the situation is comfortable. Christian was just an abusive asshole and he was working through his own history of sexual trauma by being abusive towards his partners. That is the like whole point of the book. Um, yes. It is poorly written. It is, <laughs> as I was saying uh, before we started recording, I have never read a quote unquote romance book that turned me off so hard and so fast as Fifty Shades of Grey did. I was just like, this is appalling. This is terrible. Um, the movies also and the books have no plot. There's just like an absence of plot there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, there's, there's not really any chemistry. It is super toxic. The aesthetics are certainly not good. But the reason why I'm going to vote for Bell and Edward over them is just because they were the basis of it. Mm. Um, yeah, it's not good. Uh, if you do want to read romance books, there's lots of better options out there. Email for details. <laughs> <laughs> it, it takes a special person to look at Edward and Bella's relationship and go, this is a great foundation for, you know, any relationship and try to expand upon that. So to use them as basis, she was set up for failure from the beginning, or she set herself up for failure. Yeah, they're about as empty as you can get her plot they uh I feel like they tried to put in that stalker one to be like to fluff it up and it just didn't go anywhere it hit a wall I just want to quickly share that um there is something called 50 terrible lines from 50 shades of gray and I'm trying to pick one that I can read but it's so hard um but also just so uh everyone knows Christian Gray refuses to wear condoms and his excuse is when Anna says oh it's my body I'm not comfortable with that Christian says, it's my body too. 
And I just want to share that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, here it is. Here's the, here's the quotation I'm going to read because I think it really emphasizes <laughs> Dina's point of the, of the thesaurus and the fact that she ran out at one point. <laughs> His voice is warm and husky, like dark melted chocolate fudge caramel dot 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 or something. <laughs> I feel like I'm there. I'm, I'm there. It's so specific. <laughs> can, can we have a poll on what that something could be? My, yeah, right. <laughs> my, my my entire background of any sort of creative writing is <laughs> D&D and creating a world for Dungeons and Dragons. And even I know that I'm not going to put the word or something in anything <laughs> that I write unless it's like they get attacked by a bunch of goblins or something when I'm really not feeling about it oh my god and she made awful. millions and millions and millions of dollars oh I can do but this it's also, or but it's something. also just like dark chocolate fudge caramel like she was just like let me list dessert toppings oh sprinkles some oh. maraschino cherries <laughs> so Final votes. I'm going to vote Bella and Edward because I see the writing on the wall. Yes, um, I do agree. Anastasia and Christian are the worst couple just because they were worst written. But I definitely am team Bella and Edward because they would be nothing without it. So And Carolyn? Right? Yeah, well, Bella and Edward. <laughs> I don't, I shouldn't have asked. <laughs> yeah. I get to yell about Twilight another round. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, uh, yeah, uh, so we, we all agree 100% on the entire first round. Um, I think this is where it's going to get a little bit harder because now we have, we kind of got rid of the ones that are toxic in a, or like boring, but not like the worst. And now mm. these last four are like the fucking worst. Yeah. The number uh, one seed, uh, Cersei and Jamie Lannister, and the number five seed, Anakin Skywalker and Padme Amidala. I'll start because these are the two that I know the most about. Um, it, it's Cersei and Jamie for me. Uh, I, I, I know that Anakin is uncomfortable at times, uh, <laughs> but Cersei and Jamie, when in, in the context of a relationship, are uncomfortable a hundred percent of the time they are mm. I, again i don't know too much about ross and rachel i only know a limited amount about bella and edward but to me cersei and jamie are the most toxic couple on this list because they fucking murder for one another and threaten to murder each other i think at one point too i like oh, let me rephrase that i hate padme and anakin but I don't, I don't think they hold a candle to Jamie and Cersei when it comes to worse couple. But yeah, your guys' thoughts? So, I mean, I agree with you. How can you get yeah. more... It's, it's arguable how you can get more toxic than incest. Like, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's also just, like, very gross. Murderous um, incest. Yeah. Murderous like, even if it incest, wasn't incest, they would still be one of the more toxic couples on this yeah. list. Um, guys, if love makes you kill people, it's not love. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. If, Unless if love you're even you... Yes. Well, in that case, it's just hot. Yes. Um, <laughs> I have to like, keep, it, I just love them. 
I, I do, I will say for like the game, to give credit to Game of Thrones, they don't like hold this relationship up as a paradigm, right? They're not saying like, this This is a great relationship. In no way, shape or form do they ever yes, kind of extol really. the virtues of these characters, which is at least like to their benefit. Mm -hmm. um, it's, but how, and I will say too, like, as you said, unfortunately, Jamie and Cersei do have chemistry. Anakin and Padme have no chemistry at all. Mm. Um, and I think that for, so like, I would say like for me, Cersei and Jamie, definitely more toxic. Anakin and Padme, a lot less chemistry. So for the aesthetics would kind of be the tiebreaker for me. And that would go to Cersei and Jamie just because like both the bad aesthetics and the good aesthetics are phenomenal because like they are two beautiful people. Um, they do, the actors do a fantastic job like relating to each other and, and like building each other up and building off of each other. Um, and like the bad aesthetics are bad. Like they're mm -hmm. gross. You like, you feel it. And like, I'll never forget that scene where Cersei is torturing the like holy woman that had tortured her. And she like dribbles wine in her mouth. And she's just like, I do all these things because it feels good. And it's like, you don't want to like her, but in that moment you're like, but she's kind of a bad bitch though. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get that. So yeah, aesthetics would be the tiebreaker for me and I, but I would give it to Cersei and Jamie. Gotcha. Dana? Yeah, I don't think I have anything. And you guys kind of knocked it out of the park with your arguments for, for that. So I am 100% in agreement with everything you guys said. So it's definitely Cersei and Jamie. Three votes for Cersei and Jamie. None it's for hard with them because I feel like they, they're they dominant at all. Like their characters are very dominant in the series. They're dominant, like mm. just their personalities are like just whole... I have a feeling I see what direction this is going in because of that. Moving on to uh, Carolyn's favorite matchup, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Ross and Rachel versus Bella and Edward. Um, all right. So this is going to be a fun one. I, <laughs> in, in weird ways, they are similar because as kind of Dina and I were talking about, it's such a trope when the, there's a heterosexual couple and women give things up to be with the man. And it's like a sacrifice in order to be with them. And I mean, obviously with Ross and Rachel, that's very clear. And I would say it's very similar with Bella and Edward because Bella has to literally change to be with him. Mm -hmm. And she also is like under house arrest when she's with him. Like, it's just like, it's very clearly in both cases, not healthy. Mm -hmm. um, and kind of talking about that trifecta where it's like one is underage bella's 17 edward's 112 mm. that's not even like sugar daddy status no. like that's <laughs> and i feel like she tries to justify it with the like but mentally he's still 18 and it's like yeah no but he's oh, had God. lifetimes of experience and yeah and just yeah that's not an argument that oh. <laughs> And it definitely, like, I, I will be the first one to say, like, I read, I read Sarah J. Moss. And in a lot of Sarah J. Moss books, there's like, a, like, one character is a lot older than the other ones, but at least they're like, at age. Mm. And it's also something that is addressed, like, she does address, like, the age gap and like, what happens and et cetera. But like, it, it's just not well done in Twilight, where I think it has been well done in like, the Sarah J. Moss books, mostly mm. because Bella is so clearly not intelligent and she's so clearly a teenager 
because of let's like her interactions with her family and her friends are teenage like when edward goes away in new moon she's just like i'm an adrenaline junkie now time to ride motorcycles with strangers and jump off cliffs like you're a fucking dumbass oh my <laughs> god i have met i have met rocks with more intelligence than <laughs> bella swan in new moon my right. dog my dog is potentially smarter than Bella Swan in New Moon. If any of you have met my dogs, you would know that is a low bar. That That's bar is very like, low bar. Oh yeah, it's a very very low bar. I would also just say, like, are Ross and Rachel toxic? Absolutely, but I think Bedward, Bella and Edward are more toxic. Mm-hmm. Ross and Edward both definitely gaslight and manipulate but edward also like stalks and again tries to commit suicide when they break up so i would argue that that's extremely toxic um and then bella and edward just don't have chemistry mostly because bella is as flat as a piece of cardboard when it comes to her personality um and then uh, i mean aesthetics there uh, there's no beating that scene where he smells her for the first time and just like gags it's great so bella and edward for me <laughs> Cool. Dina? <laughs> I do think I'm going to take to calling them Bedward now. I kind of like that. <laughs> Edward. I definitely think they went to, uh, even as I'm slightly biased because I really don't know anything from Ross and Rachel. So I'm going to have to give it to Bella and Edward so I have something to talk about. But <laughs> um, yeah, just I feel like we never even mentioned too, because uh, again, on the list of things, it's so low on the totem pole, but because he can't hear her and wants to know what she's doing and where she's at all times, he listens to other people and just has no issue with kind of invading literally their minds to keep track of her and to figure it out. Like one of his big issues with being with Jacob is that he can't keep tabs on her and just know what she's doing at all you know moments of her life and he can't handle that Mm -hmm. so yeah definitely Bella and Edward cool I'm leaning the same way because arguments Uh, (laughs) (laughs) um Bedward I do enjoy Bedward that's actually uh the mood I get in at any time after 7 30 p.m Bedward ho um (laughs) 30 spun um <laughs> but yeah so was that the again three votes for bella and edward yeah. awesome so i think we're gonna have the number one and number two slots yeah we have the number one number two slots again we have voted the same way all three of us the entire uh tournament i think that's probably going to change this last time around um <laughs> but i don't know for sure so we have uh cersei and jamie and bella and edward uh who wants to start it I just feel like this is more of an argument now of like their actual like individual character mm. because we've kind of fleshed out why what makes them such terrible couple together that yeah. I feel like to really separate them it would be like but as human beings they're also terrible mm. <laughs> but it is you know works couple as a as a unit so I don't know yeah. this one's hard for me yeah they they are similar in a lot of ways they are peak toxicity um i think cersei and jamie are arguably more toxic but it's close i do believe bella and edward have less chemistry uh so that really pushes it over the aesthetics again aesthetics is a weird one to talk about for this um for this tournament because 
are we talking do we yeah yeah it's very gross <laughs> do we like their aesthetics just as people because if that's the case then obviously it's jamie and Cersei. or is it lack of aesthetics and then obviously it's bella and edward man yeah it's harder than you thought yeah yeah it was a hard uh even from when we were still in the polling stages because so many of them were objectively terrible but i love them so much yeah. so it was like what like how do you separate that to like what is mm. truly the worst character because or a couple yeah. because a lot of them you you actually love them together it's just uh, <laughs> uh you know in the real world you wouldn't want them together so right. exactly no like Sally and Jack Skellington. Anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, They're in the pot. Yeah. Uh, yeah I'm going to get so much hate mail. It's crazy. Um, but Carolyn, uh, you take it away. <laughs> so I'm, I'm here and I'm thinking. I'm using ye old noggin. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we can really, I can't pick who is more toxic. Because you do have incest versus someone who's underage. And I, I don't know which one is worse because those are awful. I mean, at least Cersei and Jamie are consenting adults. I don't like, I don't know. I think they're both just like, th- th- those are two horrible things that like, I don't think can be listed one is worse than the other. So I think they're very toxic. Um, we again have Jamie just like disregarding his whole story arc to go back to his toxic ass sister and Edward trying to commit suicide when he thinks Bella is dead which is another like, just like, like awful situation. Then they're both just disgusting and terrible. <laughs> chemistry, obviously Bella and Edward have less chemistry, like hands down. Yeah. Um, That's why I wondered if it came down to like personality traits, because as we know, yeah. like, Bella and Edward for they're kind of in their own bubble. It would never cause anybody else harm. Like they wouldn't. Um, uh, and while Jamie and Cersei are willing to literally burn down just mm-hmm. anything in their path mm-hmm. yeah. and does that offer them more points towards being the worst or you know that's just they're mm. bad human beings but as a couple like i don't know yeah they are but, bad human beings <laughs> yeah. yes they are like on, on the scale of like evil cersei's evil like she is a sociopath she yeah. cares for her kids and that's it and like yeah. anything else can like go the fuck to hell but it's like I don't yeah it's tough it's tougher than I thought I like the only reason I'm leaning towards Bella and Edward is just because the chemistry is not there it's just not there it is undeniably a toxic relationship but it's just like the lack of chemistry is so extreme (laughs) that I don't I don't think that I can vote for anything worse Mm. than their lack of chemistry it's just gone yeah and that that's kind of where i'm at too because toxicity they are both really really bad but the lack of chemistry really does kind of put it over for bella and edward for me um but yeah man i don't even know um you know what i'll i'll start it off uh as the person who has not watched twilight i will vote for bella and edward to win this wow i am (laughs) i am floored Nope. I'm floored. Call me a tile. Uh, oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, Dina, do you have an official vote yet? What are you leaning for? I don't know. I, In my heart, maybe because I think my actual like 
genuine love of the Twilight series is getting in the way that I want to say that actually Cersei and Jamie are the worst couple and it just like that's where my instinct keep going it's going towards so I think I'm gonna go with it even if I can't flush out exactly why I feel that way makes sense you you gotta listen to your heart sometimes oh shit oh god oh god I was gonna say have you guys ever flipped the coin yeah (laughs) heaven um these are terrible couples these are exactly what love isn't (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) um love should make you better not worse oh god I'm gonna kind of focus on that and think about who ends up worse off because of their relationships with each other. Mm. Jamie almost becomes better until he goes back to Cersei. Yeah. Yeah. yeah see, he does better on his own, but as a mm-hmm. couple together, he's mm. so worse off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Shit. Cersei just is, as much as I really do enjoy her character, she's very stagnant throughout the series. She does not change. She is very, very one dimensional. Yeah. Bella and Edward. They end up quote unquote happily married. Oh, but they're also very bad parents. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you don't want to like, offer up your child to a grown man? Yeah, which is very disgusting. Oh, nicknames are after the Loch Ness Loch monster. Ness monster? <laughs> the only the only scene I've watched on repeat oh from the entire God. series. I, I, I actually think Cersei and Jamie are better parents than <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. All their kids die. All That's of them. okay. <laughs> Joffrey deserved to get murdered. Yes. Poor Marcella. That was not her fault. She was in the wrong place at the wrong time. I felt that was like one of the Game of Thrones deaths that actually made me saddest. Um, and Tom and just like really tried to do that superhero landing and forgot he wasn't a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> that to me was one of the funniest. He does back um, back forth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, but I actually do think they're better parents, which is really fucking hilarious. I, now I need to watch Twilight because that's insanity. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, they're not. Yeah, Bel- we no, need, Bel- we need Bel- to have a bad remember. parents episode. <laughs> yeah. Oh gosh. Um. Oh god. I'm trying. Like. Okay. So really, thinking like love should make you better, and in both these cases. I think Jamie's really, really poorly affected by his love for Cersei. Uh, and I think that Bella is really poorly affected by Ed, her love for Edward. Um, but I'm going to surprise myself here and say, I think that Jamie ends up worse off because of his love for Cersei than Bella does for Edward. Oh, yeah. So despite the fact that like- Under a pile of rocks. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But also okay, just okay. like <laughs> the decisions that he feels he's forced to make. And yes, he has yep. a choice in it. And- all of that but but just i think that his love for cersei turns him into something that's terrible uh mm. and i think it's probably his his least or his, his his biggest motivating quality that causes him to be bad so i think that cersei and jamie are actually more toxic because love should make you better and love actively makes them worse wow yes. 100%. Wow. very good i am shocked <laughs> to be on the wrong side of this i was only voting <laughs> I, exactly I win I went in thinking I was going to vote Bell and Edward, I'll be honest. And sometimes my brain does things and I don't know what it's doing up there, but it does a thinking. As soon as we post this episode, you're going to be like, no, that was the wrong choice. Damn it. I know. It's tough. <laughs> Do I just want to disagree with Adam? We'll see. Miranda's never going to forgive me. She's going to be like, what the fuck? Um, no, I, think, I, think, I think I am right. I think I think I am correct. But Miranda might kill you. I'm, I'm hanging out with Miranda later today. I'll tell her and she's going to be very angry at you. 
Oh no, I'll text her. Um, all right, but I don't know if we should say congratulations to some <laughs> Congratulations to our listeners who did vote, I think, correctly. This is a toxic AF relationship. Are they charismatic? Do they have chemistry? Sure. But their love destroys them in a very literal way, as well as a metaphorical way, because yeah. it just ruins Jamie's arc. And their um, whole family. And yeah. their whole family, yeah. But at, yeah. At, at the end of the day, they have to look on the bright side. At least they're not stop motion animation by Tim Burton. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Brie McCullough is going to listen to this episode and yeah. she's going to call you. Yes, <laughs> I will. I'm, I'm seeing her in a couple of weeks. I will she, make sure. No. <laughs> she just posted her, tat, her about her tattoo on Facebook yes. the other day. And I was like, oh no, I was planning on saying some real bad things in this podcast. <laughs> oh, well, lean into it. Love you, Brie. All right, let's do some quick, quick plugs. Um, all right, one more big, big, big thank you uh, to Dina for chiming in on her opinions of the worst romantic couples in fiction. Thank you so much for making time as a new mom. You're super busy. Uh, so we deeply appreciate you being here. Thanks listeners for correctly voting for these terrible, terrible couples. Um, I feel like we should have like a, a helpline at the end. <laughs> if you recognize these traits in your partner and you need someone to talk to, there are resources available. Don't fall for the gaslighting. Um, if you ever think to yourself, wow, my partner reminds me of Edward Cullen. Run, run so fast in the other direction. Do not look back. Plugs, Twitter. At the nerd, the word, yell at us, tell us why we're right, tell us why we're wrong. Facebook group, which absolutely everyone should join, so you can vote for your favorite people, uh, or least favorite, as the case may be. The nerd is the word on Facebook. Our biggest rule is that you respect each other and are kind to each other. For questions, comments, concerns, ideas for future episodes, or if you want to be a guest on the podcast, please email us at nerdistheword413 at gmail.com, or just text Adam or myself if you happen to have our phone numbers. Alrighty, listeners, thank you again so much for chiming in. Remember, be responsible when you're drinking White Claws, and we'll see you next week.